Welcome to another new episode of the Get Organized with Declutomy podcast with myself, Shalina. I hope you're well wherever you are in the world. It's the end of 2023, but also 10 years of running the Declutomy business and five years since I started the Get Organized with Declutomy podcast. These are huge milestones, which I have not really acknowledged as much as I should this year. I should have, but life and work got in the way, so I wanted to reflect on my business with you for all today. If you don't know my story, I started to clutter me in March 2013. I was working as a solicitor and head of legal for a company and was being treated pretty badly. My mental health was at an all-time low and even with my happy pills, I felt like I was going to have a breakdown at any moment. One day, I closed the door of my office and told anyone who came near the door to go away. I may not have been so polite over the course of the day, but that was the aim. Before that day, I had been rethinking about my harebrained idea of organizing homes. I had done it in offices for years and also my home was also organized. And I'd been discussing this idea for years in London with my good friend there. And, you know, I just always thought about it but never did it. So now was the time to research and see if it was a viable business. I found that organizing homes was a big business in the USA and UK, as well as in other countries like Australia, but no one was doing it in the Middle East. After a few talks with the family and we're discussing it on social media, Declutomy was created. The name was from a friend on social media. The design of the logo was from an old Twitter friend. And the website was created with advice from friends. I didn't leave my job for a few months, but Declutomy started blogging and getting the word out about the services. Once I did quit, my first job was at a palace. Um, I would love to say that it continued, you know, like I was working in palaces all the time and I was working continuously, but that didn't happen. So the reality was it took me three years before I started getting clients on a regular basis. You hear about those businesses that, you know, start and in within a short space of time, they're making millions. That didn't happen for me. And, you know, inshallah, one day I'll be a multimillionaire. But for now, I've been running this business for 10 years successfully with a core group of people. So it can't be that bad. When I started, there was a limited choice in organizing products. Most of them involve the Samla boxes from Ikea and small boxes from Daiso or Muji. There was no delivery, so I had to go to the stores, traipse around the store, around Wardlers, and pick up items for each session, as I had no idea what I would need for them. Over the years, the items started becoming more and more, especially in big stores. It's become a common thing to get organizing products from stores. And then in the last five years, using organizing tools and boxes has become the object du jour for houses, social media posts, and and even shows. I still use Samla boxes for storerooms and sheds, but I now use Verrera boxes from Ikea and clear boxes from Amazon to store items for clients, but only when necessary. And that's the key thing with me. I've always been a person about necessity, not about use just for the sake of an Instagram post and to make it look pretty. Um, it, it's so expensive to buy all these things and to buy a huge amount. So it doesn't make sense for no, most people to have that many things and you don't need it. It costs a lot, you know, it costs a lot and it takes up space. I recall one client wanted her kitchen to look like the home edit with everything in jars and boxes. And I warned her 
that it would cost about 3,000 dirhams for the products alone. That's not even counting my, my cost for the day. It came to a bit, be a bit more as we needed to get more that day. I had ordered over 200 jars for her pantry items and spices and had to pick them up from the warehouse from the store I bought them from because they didn't have enough in stock in their store. Thankfully, my car is big enough to pick up all those items, but it was a crazy, crazy amount. And it's, but it's not an unusual amount for most pantries. If you have all the spices, the flowers, the lentils and all the pasta and everything, you need about 200 jars, but it's a you know, huge amount. Her kitchen looked amazing at the end, but she was so upset about the cost. And I was like, well, I did tell you, you don't need to have it like that as well. Plus, her maid wasn't happy about the fact that she would have to decant everything into these jars. It's just crazy. And most people don't need to decant. I just have decanted stuff, uh, spices and cereal. And that's it. Like everything else stays in the packet, stays in the jars, because there's just no point. I'm not going to bother decanting. It's just pointless. Um, so if your staff can't be asked to decant and, you know, it might look good for a while, but it, then it just comes a waste. You just got this waste of these jars and stuff. Um, so just don't go for that craze. I mean, thankfully the prices of the jars have gone down, so it's cheaper to get the jars and decant, but think about whether you really need to decant everything. If you do decant, you can now get white chalk pens from Amazon and you can use them to put the expiry day on the bottom of the jar. So you can remove the expired items when needed. There are so many new organizing items that have come out as well. I do try a lot of them, partly from curiosity and also to see if they will be suitable to use with my clients. There is no point getting them for clients when they're a complete fail. One of the fails is putting boxes in fridges. That's become a massive big craze. They take up so much room. And if you have items that do not fit into those boxes, it can cause logistical issues. I tried them in the early days, many, many years ago when clear boxes were coming out. And it was great to separate food items and vegetables and fruit. But I have leftovers a lot of the time in Tupperware and they won't fit into my too big a fridge if I have those boxes in them. I tell you, though, what's been a game changer. Turntable organizers. I bought my first one the moment it came out and put it in the fridge and it's still in use. I get easy access to my sources and no longer swear dropping a jar on the floor and then clearing up the mess. They are also, you know, useful sources and oils next to the cooker and in cupboards. They are one of the most loved pieces of organizing items I use with my clients all over the house. They've been used next to bedside cabinets for perfumes and toiletries, bathrooms, you name it. It is a game changer. Those things are great. So if you want them, buy them. One more product I use on a regular basis is velvet hangers. And I talk about them all the time. So if you've listened to the wardrobe and closet podcast, you would have heard it. In the early days, it was all about the plastic hangers, the wood, or to make do with the steel ones. Some clients had the velvet ones shipped over from the States, but they were so expensive. Over, I would say, about the last four or five years, velvet hangers started to become more cost-effective and came in a variety of colors to suit the client's taste and needs. They not only keep the clothes on the hangers, but don't ruin their shape. They are also so much lighter and take up less room than the wood hangers. I've seen rods dipping in closets due to the heaviness of clothes and the wood hangers. So these hangers are perfect for lots of things, dresses, tops, 
shirts, you know, anything light and that doesn't need to take up a lot of space. Unfortunately, due to the influx of them, there are times when there will be cheaper made varieties of them which break easily, but generally they have been awesome to use. There are so many great products out there to use now, and I'll have to create an episode just showcasing them. But I wanted to share you um, my favorites that I've encountered in the last few years. I did try to sell items on my website, but that was a fail well. Um, I needed a whole team and a shop to deal with that side of the business. And I didn't have the time or resources to do it myself. And at the end of the day, I was just going to send the money then to, you know, to charities. So I just decided just give things to charity and just, just get rid of them. Um, so I don't offer that service and it, it was so painful and people do get upset that I won't sell their items, but it's just too painful here. There's no value in stuff sold here. It, it's terrible, but true. Another change I've seen over the years is the buying habits of my clients. Over the last 10 years, it's become much easier and to shop thanks to online shopping. And also there's been more fast fashion outlets uh, online and offline for people to buy items for their quick fix. Nothing I see in my client's closet is normal, but it is normal for my clients if that makes sense. However, the normal is becoming much more. It is unusual now for me to finish organizing closet in half a day. Usually it takes a day and sometimes longer depending on how many items the clients own. I see so much fast fashion being thrown into the donate pile that I hardly shop from these stores. I used to buy about two to three pieces from Zara and H&M, but now I have no desire to go in Zara due to their distasteful ads and also their overpriced cheap crap. Um, And I see them every week in people's closets, so I know what they look like and how bad they are, and then I just go, no, I'm not buying it. The other even cheaper uh, brands are such bad quality that I can't even discuss them without raging. As I often say on my podcast, go for quality rather than quantity. It may cost a bit more at the time, but it will last so much longer. And if you get a classic style that you can use for years and years and years, that is so much better for you. When I started my business, I didn't know what I was fully getting into and what was going to be my niche. I thought I was just going to help everyone get organized in their lives and that was it. But nope, I was meant to be an organizer to help clients with their mental health issues. It helps that I have depression and on happy pills, so I empathize often with my clients. And we will compare what medicines we're each on. I mostly have no idea about all these varieties because I've been on the same thing for years and years and years. But I'll be like, yeah, okay, fine, okay. A lot of my clients have contacted me and felt comfortable letting me into their lives as they understand that they're not messy or shopaholics or terrible people. There's 97% of the time there's something else underlying, mostly mental, which has led them to get to this state of being cluttered and disorganized. Sometimes my clients will realize before they've even booked me that they have an issue, but very often it arises whilst we're having the session. And I often find that I'm not just an organizer, but a therapist as well, listening to my clients while standing over their bed, folding their clothes and hanging their items using the correct hangers. I've also seen a gradual increase in women with ADHD or ADD or being on the spectrum getting in touch. A lot of them have taken the test in their 30s and it's had been confirmed that they have ADHD or ADD and that all the issues they were facing since they were young was due to this and not because they were lazy or useless or thick or whatever. 
This breakthrough has often led to them realizing that they need help to reorganize their home to make it work of all for themselves and their brain moving forward. I've had clients and organizers who specialize in ADHD and ADD give me their thoughts and advice on how to work with these clients, which has helped so much. And also working with these clients has given me this better insight into what I can do to help them get organized. I've also become a love guru. Yep, you didn't know that could happen with organizers, did you? I often hear clients talk about their kids, uh, work, looking after home and the pressure and feeling overwhelmed with it all. By decluttering and organizing their space, I've seen themselves lift up and feel like they could do more. Often I find dresses or the sexy lingerie and like reminding them that they exist and they should do a date night with their loved one to bring back that va-va-voom. Often when clutter manifesting in clients' lives, the libido reduces. So I found decluttering does bring it back. So yeah, I've become a love guru. Also have a great taste in date outfits. I also wrote and published my book in 2022. It was a long, long slog and I got rejected so many times by agents and publishers globally. It got to the point where I couldn't even take the rejection, so I decided to self-publish the book. It's not what I imagined would happen when I first wrote the book. I'd worked in publishing when I was my first job out of uni and I knew it was hard to get into it, but boy, it was even harder, even with my knowledge and expertise. I'd love to do another book or do over the book that I have and one day publish it with a big publisher. I know I won't make a lot of money, but I would love to have it say, you know, published by Penguin or Random House or one of them. But for now, at least I can say I wrote a book and published it and sold copies. It's an achievement in itself. There are so many other aspects of my business and what I did over the last 10 years from technology to furniture to an increase in sustainability in the last two to three years. I could talk for hours about the last few years, and I may even have another episode on this if you desire. But for now, here's a brief glimpse into the Declutter Me lifespan for the last 10 years. I would be remiss not to talk about my podcast. I started it with my friend five years ago. He started his podcast producing company when it was not a big thing in the Middle East and suggested I start a podcast for decluttering and organizing, as there were very few of them doing it in the world, and of course, no one in the region. So it started, first with both of us talking about decluttering and organizing, and then in 2021, it became just me, talking to you with some special guests every so often. It's been a learning curve, and it's been fun. It's been so much fun, every week talking about something I love and love doing and talking about. As the years have progressed, I can see how organizing and decluttering topics have changed. There's much more talk about decluttering mentally and spiritually compared to five years ago. And there's so many more now nuances to the industry, and it's great to delve into them and share them with you all on a weekly basis. I hope you have enjoyed me sharing my 10 years experience with you today. As always, I'm so grateful for your support and kindness. It would mean the world to me if I could finish this year with a few great reviews for the podcast on your favorite podcast player. It only takes a few minutes, maybe more than five seconds, but I promise I will read them out loud in the next few episodes. Thank you for listening to the Get Organized with Declutter Me podcast. I'll be taking a break for the next month, but we'll be back with all organizing fire cylinders burning. But for now, 
Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And if you've been my client, thank you so much for being my client and for all your love and support. I do appreciate it. For now, take care. Happy New Year. And I'll speak to you in the new year. Bye.